We're officially preteens. Whoa, are we? Yep. Episode 12. Finally. 12 it, episodes, 12 weeks, and not a single week more, right? I, I think my favorite part about every podcast that we always start off, like, you always start it with, wow, finally. <laughs> like yeah. That, that's how it starts every time. <laughs> well, because you and I have constant plans pretty much every week. The, the attempt is there pretty much every week. You don't know but that. But something goes awry. You don't know that. I mean, I do know that I'm, I'm giving, I'm telling the listener that we're not lazy. Well, listen, you don't know that. Yeah, we definitely Speaking want to from uh, my experience. The, the attempt yeah. is always there on my part. At least yeah. I'm trying. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm just fucking around. Uh, a big game came out, right? Huge, massive. Huge. I, I would say like gal- galactic sized, if you will. We haven't talked about it much, but that's going to be the topic of the show pretty much is I have been balls deep inside Starfield since uh, last Friday. So about a week ago. For those uh, wondering, it is um, September 7th, uh, Thursday. I was knee deep in Starfield since early access dropped on Friday uh, and Total, I have about an, uh, 29 to 30 hours in the game so far. Which is uh, kind of boggling, mind-boggling if you think about it. Would you say that, based on your experience so far, that it's well worth the $100 price tag that you paid to get into the early access? Well, first off, I feel weird right now. I, I feel off. Uh, I feel like my mind is somewhere else while we're recording. I don't know. I feel weird. I feel, I feel, I'm not 100% here right now. Let's get that mm. out of the way. What do you mean? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm so confused now. You just this threw off my whole. Bit. This isn't a bit. You... This isn't a bit. <laughs> this isn't a bit? What's the matter, bro? No. I don't know. I feel weird. Let's just get to it. You said, okay. So I didn't spend $100 on Starfield for early access. Um, if you have Xbox Game Pass, you can buy the $30 uh, premium edition upgrade. So you get the uh, basically the all the DLC, the premium content, and early access along with uh, that. So if you have Xbox Game Pass, you drop the $30, bucks, you get early access. If you don't have Game Pass, you need to drop the $100, um, which... Is not a terrible deal if you don't have Game Pass because you're getting the game and the season pass as well. But you know, I I've never dropped a hundred dollars on a game before, so I feel like that's a lie though. Have I ever like, dropped a hundred dollars on a game? Yeah, I thought you like got. I thought you had a couple of collectors editions and shit like over the years. Um, I think I have, but I think because those were back when games were like sixty bucks. So most of the collector editions I've bought were like eighty bucks. I don't think I've ever bought. I don't think I've ever crossed into triple digits for a video game. Okay, that I think that's a fair assessment. Then I, I'm like sitting here, like, yeah. wait, wait a second. There's no way this man hasn't spent a hundred dollars on a game yeah. before. Well, well, I have like, you know, I've purchased a game and then maybe bought DLC and microtransactions, but never upfront have I paid a hundred dollars. Let me say. Okay, I think that's I think that's fair. I think that's yeah. Fair. Anyway, back to back to your question. What so would I would I have spent a hundred dollars for early access to this game? Probably not. I think that's ridiculous. Just wait four days, you know. However, the weekend this game came out, I had a three day weekend because it was Labor Day, right? So what a perfect time for early access to get started. So by the time Monday ended, I had seventy two hours of free time for that long weekend. My brain. Twenty-five of them, legitimately twenty-five of those seventy-two hours were spent in Starfield. By the time Monday Monday ended and my work day was over, I fucking realized that I had no no more life left in me. Dude, Starfield I, had stolen it. That's what I, I heard. I could not pull myself away from this fucking game, dude. All weekend, it was the best weekend of my entire life. <laughs> oh, no, 
It was the best weekend of my entire life. I'm quoting you, that, handing that to you when you get married, handing that to you on a piece of paper. Just remember, you said this uh, September 7th in 2023, asshole. <laughs> Have you gotten around to play it yet? You said you're you're still going in blind, huh? Yeah, I'm going in blind. Like I really haven't seen too much on it. I've seen like all the like you you know you go on like uh, any sort of social media nowadays. You get like some guy on there going. Yeah, get the best armor in the game at the first five minutes of the game. Take a right at the at the right turn by the space highway. Go to Mars and get the fucking what's the Batman armor? Like the the oh uh, yeah 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 yeah. So I've seen a lot of that. You know, um, nothing too. I don't think anything crazy. I've seen like you know, I, I don't know how to explain it. I haven't seen anything wild. I would say beyond that. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's been my experience with Starfield Media. It's it's so crazy how Bethesda games always just take over the fucking world, dude. Isn't like isn't that insane? Like if you think about it, I think like, it makes sense, right? You know? They, I mean, they've earned it, right? They've absolutely earned this reputation for uh, like. Their games deserve all the love that they get. They deserve their flowers, hundred percent. It's this like game. Oh, sorry, sorry God. No, no, there's no, just there's just no. A... You first, damn it. <laughs> They've earned their flowers a hundred percent because they they genuinely like. There's a reason these games take what almost ten years to make. Right? It's it's very much, in my opinion, the same uh the same kind of leeway or praise that people give. Rockstar games, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 came out over 10 years after or almost 10 years after Red Dead Redemption 1 came out and you could tell the the time was put to good use. And I feel like that's always the same case with with Bethesda games like. Skyrim is now 13 years old. Oh, right. Or 12 yeah. Years old. yeah. Imagine like that. Imagine like and you're going to know you're going to fucking know what the time went. Uh, in that game, like when it comes out, you're gonna know that Bethesda put their time in, and it really shows in Starfield too. The time that they put into this game, it's it's fucking incredible, man. Yeah, I saw a lot of media on it. You know, like I was telling you, I uh, it's interesting. I seen a lot of positive media, and uh, I found the video. By the way, I gotta send it to you. Um, I just forgot. Um, it was just the video. Basically, was just talking about like the the weird like the weird bugs. They're not like game breaking. They're just. AI bugs or like graphical errors or issues here and there, but like right. for the game and what it is, I feel like you know with the scale of everything and whatnot. I heard that this launch, like objectively, I've heard across the board that it's probably the least buggiest game by Bethesda on release. Yeah, one hundred percent. I've heard uh, another thing I've heard about the game. So this, I'm going to start with a positive. I'm going to go to a negative, and I'll, I'll kind of go teeter-totter a little bit so the first negative that i heard is that it takes about 12 hours to get to like juicy content in that game right um that i'm gonna leave that to you later we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute yeah i'll, I'll hop on I'm, that after yeah yep i'm gonna teeter back i also heard that after 12 hours in the game the game opens up and it's just crazy crazy fun um Back to negative, I hear that some of the facial models, and I've seen some of them, are a little, uh, a little scary, you know? Um, like, something out of uh, Something Ain't Right Here horror movie, you feel me? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think objectively, everybody that I've seen so far has been really enjoying the game, and I think that the sentiment that I've also seen is that people um, definitely should just kind of wait wait to get this game instead of paying the hundred dollars and i feel like that you know as long as you've waited till what it was it today or yesterday when it, it came, came out, out on, it came out on tuesday officially so tuesday. people who did pay that hundred got it friday saturday sunday monday they got four days early access got it got yeah. it got it got it but so like, the game's that's... been out now to the pub the game is out to the public now people can can go play it right and that's just because kind of like the the consensus i got it's like people are like is it worth 100 no is it worth 60 yeah. absolutely is it a good game sure facial animations and whatnot are weird voice acting is great uh and then just like i i know a lot of the streamers that i watch so do you know who critical is nope 
Um, everyone probably knows him. Critical or Penguin Zero or Moist Critical, owner of Moist uh, Esports. Moist Critical. Moist Critical. Yep. That, yep. that rings the bell, yeah. Yeah, he he. I think he said he stopped playing it just because he was bored out of his effing mind because he was at that like, 12-hour contention point. And then I know Asmongold, he stopped playing it because he got bored as well. So I hear like that's one side of the coin. Then there's the other side. It's like people really put that time and like have that same reaction that you do. Yeah. I'm very mm -hmm. surprised that people are getting bored in in this game. Like that's to me is very surprising and different flavors for different players. You know, I've, I got bored in Diablo four and there are people who stand by that, but it, it, uh, there's so much to do in, 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 starfield that i'm surprised people like these people aren't making their own fun with it you know listen bro i'm gonna tell you right now you have the right idea getting bored get out while you're ahead that's why i swapped the path of exile yeah yeah <laughs> but, uh, um, no i mean yeah I'm, i have no intention of going back to diablo 4 so no don't no it's yeah. not worth it it's yeah. definitely not worth it like uh just just take your time put it put it somewhere where it matters like diablo to me is is dead it's sad you know, it makes me sad because I really enjoyed it, but I don't think they're going to be able to fix it, at least not for another, like, God. Probably but, not, not for another two seasons, I would say. They need, they need probably, like, a, almost a year worth of uh, development time to really get the thing fixed. We're going to, we'll we'll loop around back to Path of Exile and Diablo because I do want to know your thoughts on that. I'm just going to, my thoughts on Starfield, like I said, I think it's shocking that people are quitting after a certain amount of hours. Um, I've heard from a lot of, I mean, Phil Spencer or Todd Howard, somebody said this themselves, where the game just starts when you finish the main quest. Like, that's when things get going. And a lot of people, like, thought that was a really weird way to advertise the game. Like, why would you want to advertise that the game starts when you finish it? I understand what they mean. Like, I get what they were trying to, c- to conceive. And, like, it's it, it's it was a weird thing to say because I think it turned a lot of people off. But to me... I have not finished the game. I have uh, about 29 hours in it right now. I have not completed it. I've just been getting distracted by every little thing I see in this game. There's so much to do, so much to explore. And like to me, seeing this game and playing it and getting putting 12 hours in it and then not not getting hooked is crazy to me. And reviews for this game are spanning pretty much IGN was one of the lowest reviews, gave it a 7, which to me is fucking insane that that is a wild score for this game because a lot of them are nines and tens pretty much across the board i mean right now it's sitting at an 88 on open critic and a 86 on metacritic um, truthfully i feel like the uh they're like there's run a low point for like reviews you know what i'm saying like i don't think a lot of people have faith in reviewers these days anymore they really know? don't yeah i mean i take review i mean fucking diablo 4 is a 91 i mean take that for what it's worth i don't think that game's a 91 at all no no i mean yeah i thought the story was solid but like uh once it's smoke and mirrors past level 80 and it's just it's bad like we've said it we've said it countless times fucking like games are like fucking subjective take everything with a grain of salt like to Mm. me this game is a is a 10 out of 10 like it it would be a very rare case of a 10 out of 10 for me and keep in mind i'm a shill for bethesda like through and through i i admitted this to my brother like they are my favorite game developer easily i from elder scrolls oblivion which was my first ever bethesda game all the way to fallout 76 i have played them and i've loved them all so fucking love oblivion oh god uh, oblivion will always probably be my favorite bethesda game but i'm gonna say right now just from the uh, almost 30 hours i've put into starfield it's entered my top three for sure i feel like that's so impressive right because like i don't think anyone expected it like especially me i'm like a big i am weird with games i I, like i will always admit that i i think that most most of the time i look at like games out like that are on the horizon and i think to myself oh this is probably gonna be pretty bad that's usually kind of my first thought especially when i see you know yeah exactly and i um I'm like the biggest hater. Like I, I acknowledge that of myself. Like, and I know that's me to the core, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's definitely protected me from disappointment. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I'm, I was just genuinely surprised. I, I really mean that. Like, I, yeah. I was like, huh, like they actually did it. Cause like, I mean, look at the track history, right? I mean, yeah. With, uh, with that studio. That's all. Skyrim. That's all I'm saying. Skyrim, Fallout, you know, it's two of the biggest franchises in video game history from one developer that like not many other developers can say that besides rockstar you know the comparisons well, are coming up again what rockstar makes once again everything they everything they release is like critically acclaimed but how many other game studios can you list that have like multiple instant classic franchises you know yeah but like i'm not even referring to that these days you know i'm talking more or less about you know uh what the hell is it like the bat. I'm talking about what was that? What was that game? Uh, it's already just lost my mind. Uh, the vampire game that's like Borderlands. Help me out. The, the one vampire. that came out this year. Oh, Redfall. Redfall, right? Like that was that. And then like what? Halo Infinite, which was like a huge IP for them. Yeah. That well, flop, you know? Well, Redfall was only published by Bethesda. It was developed by Arcane. It wasn't a Bethesda developed game, which a lot of people don't draw the distinction and i feel like you should if we're talking about like the games they actually create you know yeah i don't know i mean even like even i know it's not the main studio i get that i just feel like at the end of the day if it's underneath the parent there should have been probably some sort of like action on that it's definitely a ding it's definitely a ding to the bethesda name regardless right because like Mm -hmm. if you think about it that's like the first horrible game that Bethesda has released in years. Because people can talk shit about Fallout seventy six all they want. It's not a horrible game. It's you it, know it's well. Let's. It's. I think it depends on how we look at it, right? On release, it was horrible. It was. That's true. You know, yeah. On yeah. on release, it was utterly broken. I'm such a. Yeah, I'm we gotta we gotta pull you back like, on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm such a believer in fucking like. Okay, yeah, it was terrible, but look how it is now. I mean, any if fucking No Man's Sky can do it and Fallout 76 can do it, anyone can do it, you know? Because Fallout 76 I, is a good game now, and so is No Man's Sky, you know? You know what's funny is, like, I feel like if, when it comes to video games, you're just, an like, a, a turbo optimist when that comes to those oh, yeah. certain studios, you well, know? I, I think I'm an optimist in general with video games. Yeah. It's very sure. much the opposite from you. Yeah, 100%. I, I'm just like a jaded old, like, like, oh, this game's gonna suck. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, that's just me. I'm, I'm just a boomer. I'm an angry boomer. Um, but, like, I don't know. Realistically, like, I, it just protects me from feeling, feeling bad. But, like, I, at the end of the day, I guess, like, even... I think we've had this conversation, like, Operation Raccoon City. Remember that game? Yeah, good game. I like that game. Underrated, real, yeah. Underrated real, game. It was real, real poopy smelly, man. It was pretty bad. It was um, bad, yeah. It was pretty bad. But I enjoyed it. You know, I think you enjoyed it. Yep. But um, that's besides the point. I know that we're like gotten sidetracked on like you know Todd. You, you're sucking on Todd Howard's beautiful, crisp nipples, and I'm for, over for here. Always. Yep, and I'm and I'm being the voice of reason for once. I definitely yeah. want to hear about the game. So if you want to take the floor, it's all yours. Yeah. So like I said, uh, reviews range. I haven't seen a review lower than seven, which is for on most one to 10 scales. Good, which is definitely to me wild. I would personally give this game a 10 out of 10. It is not perfect. 10 out of 10 does not mean perfect. It means it is a masterpiece. And I, I truly believe Starfield is a masterpiece in video games. Um, I think it is. Sorry. I got to ask you. I got to ask you. So like what constitutes a 10? So if it's not a perfect, if 10 out of 10, like objectively means perfect. Right. But to you, it doesn't mean perfect. What does it mean? Like in terms of gaming to you, what does that mean? So I don't believe any game is perfect because I don't think anything is perfect because everything can always be improved, right? My, I mean, right. Bioshock is my favorite game of all time. I think that's a 10 out of 10, but it is not a perfect game, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got a terrible fucking ending. It's got a terrible final boss fight. Uh, it We're not talking about Bioshock. So a 10 out of 10 to me is a masterpiece. It is. It brings something new to the table. It is fun. It is inventive. Uh, it, it the the most important thing for a video game is fun, right? And it catches you. 
and yep. it catches you in ways where it doesn't break that attention that it caught, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think Starfield is to me the perfect example of a game that has caught my attention and for 29 hours I have had nonstop fun with it. And that is not to say it hasn't had its problems. I'm gonna I'll start with the bad first, because there is some bad about Starfield. Uh the the most polished Bethesda game of all time still is not insanely polished. You know, we're not getting a perfect video game here. I've had uh, two crashes and two freezes uh, where I've needed to quit the game and reboot it so far. But for 30 hours into a video game, I, I don't think that's terrible. Um, I have had a few bugs of companions kind of just disappearing and I don't find them for like two hours on end. And then they just kind of pop up and scare the living hell out of me. So they just went on a walk, dude. Like, yeah, they went on a walk. Yeah, you just yeah. gotta let them live, man. You know? I've had a lot of back to your facial animations you've been saying. They're not great. Um, they're not terrible. They're not like Mass Effect Andromeda level terrible. But they're I mean, also those not... are masterful. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you have to work extra hours to get those to look like that. It's not they're not the worst I've ever seen, you know. Uh, the gunplay is phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal. The is, is phenomenal. The best, it's is the, it best the best it's ever been in a Bethesda RPG game. Okay, is there like a yeah. VAT system? Like again, no. I'm going in totally blind to this. No, no VAT system. It, the gunplay feels really good. Uh, everything carries like a good amount of weight to it. I don't think the sound for the guns is that incredible, but I don't really pay too much attention on sound design. But it it makes combat very enjoyable. Uh, for once, it's a Bethesda shooter where you don't need vats to have fun shooting, which I never I think, thought I'd say. I think that's valid. It's funny because like vats is a cool system, but it also like very much so breaks immersion pretty bad. Yeah, because yep. like you'll be like in the middle of like a serious gunfight or whatever, and then just like immediately it goes like, uh, what's the word I want to look for? Uh, Baldur's Gate three. You know how it's like Dungeons and Dragons roll dice kind of thing. Yeah. It's like it feels like that, like that the. Uh, that yep. in your shooter it's weird it's like a forced kind of action and it, it, it feels good they did it well but i know what you're saying it like breaks yep. you out of that like oh i am in the game kind of deal or i am the game i am yep. living this i don't know the, the, i sense. mean the game also looks really good uh it runs so it's 30 fps locked on xbox series x and s which i think given the scope of the game for consoles that is this was the smart move. I'd rather have a steady 30 than a 60 that's going to dip every 20 seconds, you know? Most most gamers would look at, like, a li- like I'm talking about the PC side, and they would just laugh at that, that statement, but I also, I think that they forget that when you're playing on a TV these days, or whatever, like most console gamers will, that they're playing at 4K. Yeah. So it's a little different. I don't know if that makes sense. Obviously, yeah. like you want high frame rates because like the better the frame rate is, the more close it looks like you're watching, you know, something in real life. That's kind of yeah. how it goes. But I I I think you can get away with it just when you recognize that, you know, it is at 4K typically. Yeah. Not yeah. saying all the time, but typically. And it it doesn't dip too often like it's it's still a steady frame rate and like i notice when a game isn't 60 frames per second it's it's jarring at first but it runs fine given like like i said the scope of the game and what's going on in it i'm telling you right now my my pc could not run this game no fucking chance in hell at least not run it smooth you might be able to squeeze like if you like set like i'm just this is me being a nerd i you probably could like squeeze probably 30 30 to 60 frames out of the game if you'd like play around with the settings but yes maybe it definitely I, wouldn't be high maybe. it wouldn't be as high fidelity that's for sure definitely not definitely not no. you couldn't run it at 4k no yeah. um, i agreed i agreed to say that yeah for sure so yeah the uh it just it, it is it gripped me every time i'm in my spaceship cuz there there is free space exploration which is awesome the spaceships are fucking cool you can totally customize your spaceship you can build your own and uh, get into dogfights with all these bandits in space. It's fucking awesome. There is a problem with... The game loves sticking you in menus. There's a lot of fast travel. There's a lot of clicking on planets and systems and landing pads and cities and clicking fast travel and then flying around the planet in orbit and then clicking on the planet again and fast traveling down and then 
when you're on the planet, if you don't want to walk all the way back to your ship, you're clicking onto a menu to click on your ship to fast traveling to the ship. It That does break the immersion, and it's a little frustrating and weird for a game that promotes exploration the way it does. It isn't enough for me to, to, to knock the game for it, because I do think it was probably... It, they did it for a reason. It was a design choice for a reason. And I can't imagine that if there wasn't such an easy fast travel system, traveling would be a fucking nuisance. Like, uh, not, like, being able, it basically, think of it like Mass Effect. There's a star map and you click on the system and then you roam that system. But in order to actually land on a planet, you need to go back to the star map, click on the planet and click land. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um... So remember, I think it was like an episode or two ago, we were talking about developer like developer tricks that these guys do, or these guys developers use to like deal with like limitations of like computers and hardware and stuff like that. I bet you, I bet you this, um, that uh, a lot of the time with like those loading screens, it's because the scale, the scope of the game is large. And they right. need a way to like free up resources and refresh from start, you know. That that's what I was assuming. I was assuming it was something like that. Yeah, it had to be like that. And then I want to also bring up one more thing um, that I just remembered was like a net negative for a lot of people, or at least how they felt. Uh, a lot of people are saying that it's like a, a an illusion of um, illusion of scale. So what I mean by that is. Uh, there are like these soft walls that you hit or like hard, like, like things that basically say like, you need to turn around. You know what I'm saying? Um, if that makes sense to you at all, like I, uh, some guy like travels to the end of like a planet and there's like literally like an invisible wall that breaks your whole, like exploring the whole planet immersion. You know, it basically is developers saying, turn back. You, you've done enough. You, you went too far, you know? Um, I think a lot of people are, were annoyed by that, but like at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know what you would do to combat that. So I've seen, I saw that. I haven't heard a lot of people being, I mean, here's the thing. And this is just something I think a lot of people need to get grips with. There's are, there are immediately people who are bashing this game because of Xbox exclusivity. Cause that's just how gamers are. Right. There is, so, yeah. it's not, it, there wasn't a way to avoid that. If if people are surprised that there's invisible walls and you can't walk around an entire planet, every single planet, every single hundred of planet, hundreds of planets that there are in this game, you're an absolute idiot. Like, of course there's going to be, yeah, this is the end of this planet that you can explore. Like, of course there is. The Every planet that you can explore is fucking massive. And that leads to one of my complaints, though. The only way you can explore these planets is on foot. Which is fucking weird. So if I land on a planet and there's something 2,000 meters away, you're fucking walking to that thing. And it's taking you 10 minutes to walk there. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. And it, it's That's fucking, so awesome. There needs to be some sort of fucking hoverboard or like Mako type vehicle. Because like, holy shit, man. I'm just fucking walking on these planets. <laughs> Dude, you know what they got to do? Is they got to like, instead of a hoverboard, they need to go like, oh, do you know what would be really fucking funny? Um... Instead of, like, going, like, the full futuristic thing, they should just go real primitive with, like, your method of transportation on the planets just as, a, like, a FU to the player, but, like, a like funny kind of FU. Nah, I'm thinking, like, the Flintstones fucking granite car. <laughs> Where my dude is really just, like, running and it looks like it's a, like, it looks like he's in a car, but this is, I'm moving at the same speed. Yep. Yep. I want that. That's what I want in Starfield. When I play so the game, when I boot it up, I don't want to be flying around on no hoverboard. Hell the fuck no. I want the Flintstones fucking granite car. I, I did hear, like, I, I saw I saw an article about, like, oh, Gamer Discovers Borders and it worries other, it worries gamers or something. And, like, that's just one of those things where, like, a fucking course, man. Like, like I don't know what you were expecting. I don't understand what can make gamers happy at this point, man. If, like... They're giving you hundreds and hundreds of planets to explore. Of course you can't walk around every single, the entire, of course there's going to be borders, man. I, I don't know. So like, yeah, that, that's a thing. It hasn't bothered me. I haven't reached one of said borders yet. 
for what that's worth, you know, I've explored dozens of planets and found a bunch of abandoned bases and cool caves and shit, and I haven't reached one of those borders. Um, the illusion of open world, I still, I think, is still there just because it's not a connected open world. So you are, you know, traveling back and forth between planets and shit. So it's not like Fallout where it's just one big map, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just because it's a space game, you know? 100%. It, dude, eh, I, I can't get over this, like, fucking picture in my head of, like, we, you know what I'm talking about? The Batman suit in that game? The Yeah, the, the, the Mantis suit, yeah. The Mantis suit? Yeah. I just have this picture in my head of just, like, some guy, who, like, tried Flintstoning the shit out of that. <laughs> just fucking dude. flying all over the map and that shit. That's one of the what... fucking coolest fucking quests in the game, dude. Is it? Yeah, I, that's like oh. one of the first things you should do in that game because you get the quest super early on, right? Mm-hmm. And you're super underleveled for the quest. You're not like I did this quest at like level five and you're not supposed to. So I just had to run by all these enemies. But you get like a super high level spaceship and a super high level suit of armor. So like I was OP for a good 10 hours just because I had armor that was way above my my pay grade, you know? Oh, so so it's you definitely cheated. I cheated. Well, I, I, I didn't cheat it. I pussyfooted around it. You know, I fucking just ran by all the enemies and grabbed it. Um, Understood. But in classic, in classic Bethesda action or in classic Bethesda fashion, you like you can do that. You know, you can play oh, this game sure. however the fuck you want. Which is another thing. When I said it's like one of the most expansive games I've played, like there are endless options to do everything. There was a point in this in in one of the missions where I had to go talk to somebody. I forgot I forgot the I don't want to spoil anything, so like anyway, there was a point in a mission where I said, "Huh, I wonder if I could do this instead if this would change the outcome of this quest." So instead of talking to said person, I kill I killed them, of course. Naturally, that's what you do in video games. You sure and about of, that? Of, of Maybe course. You're that's what maniacs do. That's what maniacs do in video yeah. games. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. of course that led that quest ending and turned into another quest and it's just it's one of those things where like of course Bethesda thought of this like of course there's like infinite choices in all these quests to end it and really control the universe your own way you know yeah I think that's I think that's a fair assessment you know like there's just that game's scale is massive right and I imagine at the end of the day there's probably a Forgive me for uh, math, but a bazillion <laughs> different ways you can play the game. I remember that was one of the things that our boy Todd was saying. He's like, no, like two players like in the office or whatever, like had the same same yeah. sort of playthrough. And I thought that was very like an, a very interesting thing to say. Yeah. You know, and I, I believe it given the scale. You know, there's so much there's so much going on in that game. Yeah. It'd be, it would be wrong of me to say that there isn't, you know. Like, yeah. I, like, literally can't say that. It's just, that would be illegal. <laughs> it would literally be illegal. Yeah. It, it, it's a... I don't want to go on too long about it. I know this is going to be a very Starfield-eccentric episode. And like I said, my mind is kind of all over the place tonight. I think it's the fucking 90-degree heat in this room I'm in. Um, you, could be, you could be having heat stroke right now, and the only cure for it is going downstairs and playing Starfield. Well, I'll tell you what, that's my plan all fucking weekend. I'm diving. Uh, uh, so I heard that new game plus. I haven't read anything about it because I don't want to spoil it for myself. Mm-hmm. But I heard new game plus is fucking wild. Like there's something up with new game plus that they that changes the game, not the game in general, but like the actual game, not like the metaphysical game. You know? No, it it changes the metaphysical for sure. Like yeah. uh, it's gonna phase out of reality. It's gonna yeah. like haunt your house. There's gonna be some cool stuff going on with that. Yeah. Speaking of haunting, we should play Demonologist. Do we should? They like added a new map and everything. That's a good game, guys. You should play Demonologist. It's fun, especially like your first playthrough. Go into it blind, get jump scared. It's great. So yeah, uh, Starfield. There was a few other points I wanted to make. I brought in some of the bads, some the all the menu, the fast traveling. Oh, dude, the fucking inventory system. I think is probably the worst inventory system I've experienced in an RPG. Oh. Uh, like so how bad, bad are we talking how bad are we Bro, talking like, like related related to I, something the viewers got over encumbered i get over encumbered every single time i land on a planet every maybe single you time maybe you should just sh- 
So no, you go for it. I was gonna make a joke. Finish it up, brother. I got. So I got then it. I like I say, okay, I'll just go put all this re- these resources I'm picking up into my cargo ship and my cargo hold of my ship. But then that gets over encumbered as well because only that can hold so much stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'll put it in this chest I have upstairs. But it turns out this is the first fucking Bethesda game where chests have a weight limit too for some fucking reason. So now I have like 10 chests in my fucking base that are all over encumbered with resources. It's so fucking weird in a game that like promotes you pick up everything. Every resource is totally fucking needed because you're building a thousand bases on all these fucking planets. Like, so, so my, uh, it's fucking, it's so fucking weird, bro. So my reaction to that is, uh, maybe you should have stopped being so smart and put some points into the muscles, baby. You'd think I would, but I still haven't. I, <laughs> every time I level up, I'm like, oh, you know what, man? I'll just build another chest. I shouldn't waste a skill. I shouldn't Dude. waste a skill point on strength to carry more stuff. Dude, what do so, we learn from, from, from fucking society? You know, like the fucking nerds, you know, the, yeah, go do engineering and shit. That's cool. But if you can lift a lot, man, that's how you get the babes, you know, and that's, that's how true. you want to play the game. That's true. Yeah, that's maybe I'd get more babes. I got shredded. Yeah, dude. You got to get fucking yoked, man. You guys are lifting all the loot. Dude, that's, that should be a mechanic. Like, for uh, like if you're over encumbered and you walk around, then your strength goes up. That would be a good, that's a good game mechanic. It's actually, it's funny you should say that because that was my next thing. That is how you, the, the, the skill tree in this game, that is how you level up your ability to carry more, more weight. Like literally what you just said, that is how you do it. So, so what you're telling you can, me is I can go lift up 40 bazillion pounds, walk like 30 feet and gain a level in strength. Uh, so no, what it is, is so you get, you level up and you get a skill point. I decide to put that skill point in whatever perk lets me carry more weight, right? Mm-hmm. And then at level one of that perk, you unlock a challenge. In order to unlock level two of this perk, you need to carry, you need to walk 100 meters carrying X amount of weight, like 90% of your weight limit. Once you do that, you can get level two of the perk, which lets you carry even more weight. And then you unlock another challenge, walk 500 meters carrying this amount of, you know what I'm saying? And the weight yeah. increases, so you carry more stuff. And that's not only with that perk. So like, the sneak perk in order to get better at sneaking uh the first challenge was perform 10 sneak attacks and then i unlock level two of the sneak thing for pickpocket it's pick 10 items you know and so the challenge based skills i love and i don't like because a lot of them are locked behind super high level challenges and shit but it's making me like play the game in ways i normally wouldn't like i normally don't pick pockets as much as i have in starfield you know so what you're telling me is you're not going to stand underneath like a a pier in a river and jump up and down for like 15 hours like you would (laughs) every other you're not gonna you're not gonna so what i did in oblivion was i would put a rubber band around my controller and i would swim in circles to get my acrobatic skill up to 100 in the first hour of the game so yeah no you're not gonna be doing that uh, I remember way back in the day, I made a set in Oblivion. Um, so like way back when, I don't know if you remember in the nineties, they had these shoes called the Reebok pumps. Right. Okay. So I made an entire Reebok set and obviously, you know, I had the Reebok pumps and it would, in that game, you could fortify anything. So we just fortified up like a super amount of, uh, acrobatics and I was able to hop over city walls, breaking everything. It was amazing. Okay, this, is- this was Oblivion. Okay, so I totally forgot what you, what game I thought when you said hop over walls, my mind went to crackdown immediately. No, dude, like in Oblivion, I made a set of leather armor that let me jump over the map. Yeah, it was called the Reebok set. It was amazing. It was like one of the fondest memories I had in that game. It's like you could make, remember you could make like amulets that would fortify your enchant, so you oh, do it over and over and over and over again, and just become my. I have this one amulet that, like, increases my destruction skill or magic by, like, 50 points. And then I made a spell that, like, sucks, like, 100 or 200 health from an enemy upon hit. So I'm just going, hitting LB, doing throwing a red ball of suck at my enemies and just killing them immediately. It's just, yeah, oh, man. Dude, Oblivion is such a fucking good game. Yeah, I just love, love it when I craft the amulet of sucktitude, you know? That's what I should change the name of the amulet to, the amulet of suck. 
the amulet of suckitude. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I wish I still had some of like the original save files that I had. Like, I, I, I mean, I really, maybe really. A, would... Maybe if you had a fucking Xbox, because I still have my save file from like ten years ago. Oh, that's insane. That is that, yeah. that is a gem. You gotta like memorialize that forever. So what I did in um, I made the ultimate oblivion. I was tired of replaying that game every two years, so I was like, all right, this is my last. This is my last start to finish playthrough of Oblivion. So I made my perfect character and I did everything. And I have like 100 hours in that game. And it's every time I want to play Oblivion, I'll boot that up and play that for an hour and call it quits. But yeah. Okay. But like, could you see yourself doing that with Starfield? Uh, yes. But I, well, I, the thing is, I'm never going to make a new character, I don't think, because I'm just going to keep doing New Game Plus. But, mm. you know? Is that a benefit or a negative, though? Think about that. As I think it. I think it's a benefit because there's nothing stopping me from making a new character. You know that that option is still there. But now it's like, all right, I want the same skills I had, but I want to be the bad guy and join the Crimson Fleet and slaughter babies. I can do that with the same skills, you know. Or if I, I, I want to create a whole new character and do that, I can do that. So the op- having the option is never going to be a negative, you know. Dude, I, I still, I don't know, I feel like it's a net negative for, like, just... Alright, so, like, yeah, it's a quality of life feature, but I actually think it's a negative in the sense that, like, it doesn't give you that, like, motivation to try something different. Because in New Game Plus, you're already strong, and you're just gonna get stronger. You don't get that experience of playing a game, like, kind of, like, a different way unless you force yourself to do it. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't need to start the New Game Plus. You can just create a whole new character instead. Yes. But so like, I'm saying, like the, having the option there is is good. It's it's a good thing. It's a net good thing. But like, I also feel like I don't know. I'm weirdo, and like to me, um, what's the word? If I like, given the option, if it's there, not there, like I'm probably gonna do the same exact thing you're doing, where like I'm playing my same character. Right. I'd almost rather be forced, is what I'm saying. Like oh, force my hand. So you're a fucking freak. Yeah, it's like okay. I'd rather be forced because it would force me to like rethink and do something different and i'm lazy as fuck and i know i am you know that's kind of what i'm getting at is like yes i understand it's better but at the same time like also i'm lazy (laughs) and i would love to experience something different like you know how i was saying oh you you too smart to lift big things your big muscles on smart pants right well like i feel like you lose that option or you just kind of uh, with new game plus you kind of just get the best of everything right right you know i don't know that's my that's my humble opinion i guess it's just it's a it's a weird opinion but it's an opinion i suppose <laughs> well here's the thing i'm gonna wrap up my starfield thoughts and we'll move on to your little uh your games your little fucking hobbies mike yeah um, those things what it's are a those great things? game I'm I'm sure there were more. Thi- I'm sure there was more I wanted to say, but like I said, man, I'm my my brain is soup right now. So it's an amazing game. There are definitely some things wrong with it. I still think, regardless, it is easily my favorite game of the year. Um, I feel like every episode, the game of the year has shifted. This year has been real good, huh? Well, my, I think my game of the year has always stayed at Hogwarts Legacy. Through like, if I'm really thinking about it, until now, it's been Hogwarts Legacy. I like that. I like that right. a lot. I, mean, like, I feel like yeah. we had the Fallout 3 moment right there where, like, was it Fallout 3? And this is everybody like that or whatever, like the karma pop-up system. Yeah, yeah, everybody, yeah. or, yeah, Fallout 4. Everybody yeah. likes that, yeah. Yeah, that's literally what, what happened. Good job, Harry Potter. Good, yeah, Harry Potter really fucking, you know, that Harry Potter guy, he might have a, he might have something there. Yeah, he's a, he's one of those guys that does the magic and shit, but he does it real good, and everybody enjoys his his shit, I suppose. So yeah, great game, amazing game. If it's one of those things where like, if you like Fallout Three, if you like Bethesda RPGs, you're probably going to like it. There are things like I don't, I understand some complaints with this game. I just think the the positives so far outweigh the negatives that I think. It really is crazy to me that people don't at least think this game is great. But different flavors for different players. Um, check it out. Go go play Starfield. Go spend $100 on it. <laughs> spend $100 on it now after it comes out. 
yeah, yeah. Give, give yeah. them your money so they can make another one sooner. Yeah. That's what he's saying, guys. Yeah, because Lord knows I don't want to wait till fucking 2035 for Elder Scrolls 6. Oh, please God. give Bethesda your fucking money, please. Could you imagine? It's dude, it's not coming out till at least 2028. I think mm-hmm. the year I think Elder Scrolls 6 is coming out in 2028. I think we still have five more years to wait. Dude, could you imagine? Could you imagine that? You're just sitting there, you're chilling, you're having a good time, right? You know, it's been 10 years and you finally got Elder Scrolls 6 from this point. Like, it's 2033. Starfield is, like, the the holdover until then. Yeah. That's... Oh, I don't like that thought. I don't like it one fucking bit. However, you know what's going to be crazy? You know what's going to be fucking crazy? One PlayStation, One PlayStation players need to finally admit that it's not coming to PlayStation. Oof. That, yeah. I am not looking forward to the internet on that day. Oh, uh, dude, I feel like uh, I feel like they're going to cry and crap their pants at the same time. It's going to be bad. Have you seen online? There are people modding in uh, the PlayStation logo uh, into Starfield. So when it boots it up, like if you're using a dual dual sense controller, it'll say PlayStation on it. So you can pretend you're playing on the PS5. I think those guys need to get outside and touch <laughs> touch grass. <laughs> I think they need to go outside and just. Walk down the street, talk, see a doctor or something. I don't I, know, man. I don't like, I don't like console wars, man. But Xbox, like Team Green, needed this dub so fucking bad, <laughs> dude. Oh, we needed one win, so I'm just, I'm happy that even if, even if it's divisive, I'm happy that it's still. Uh, I reported today, it's uh, Bethesda's biggest launch game ever, which is fucking crazy, you know. So I'm happy that it's doing the numbers, and I'm happy that it is getting, for the most part, really good scores. Um. It's awesome. It's definitely yeah. awesome. Definitely go check it out. I think, Mike, I think you will like it. I think you'll be harder on it than me just because I'm such a cuck for Bethesda and Todd Howard. But I do think, I think you will like it. Because <laughs> I'm a fucking cuck. Yeah. Oh, no. He said it. He said the C word, boys. Yeah. No, I think, um, I think the only thing that's going to fucking, it's, it's going to screw me up. And I mean, that's like genuinely. Like, I can look past a lot of things. When I look at, at an NPC in 2023 and I see that like they don't they look like a lizard person like I look like I'm staring at Mark Zuckerberg or something it's a little jarring but I think yeah, oh, I think you're I gonna can... get jarred bro you're yeah. gonna get people walking in front of you as you're talking to somebody stop a look at you and then say something and then continue walking uh, there, <laughs> there was a moment where I was uh for some reason I was crouched and I was talking to somebody while they were sitting in the chair and halfway through the conversation, they stood up. So they were just towering over me and the camera just zoomed up their face and it looked like I was giving them a blowjob and they were looking down talking. It was, there's, <laughs> you're going to, you're going to get weirded out by some of the interactions with the NPCs for sure. So what you're telling me is I'm going to be terrified playing this game. Yeah. Oh yeah. This um, is, this is worse than Outlast. It's worse than Outlast. Yeah. You're going to get scared. No, it's not, but. I'm like, you should have seen my face right now. I locked up. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm really, I am excited to play it. Um, I've been like, it's funny. I've been in, um, I've been hanging out with my buddy, uh, Jay. And we were just kind of talking. I mean, he's been playing the game. He's really enjoying it. And actually, this is his opinion on it. I'll give you his opinion because this is actually very interesting. It's like, uh, I asked him, he goes, I go, well, what do you think of the game? I hear it's it's pretty solid. It goes, yeah, I would say so far it's uh, it's all right. You know, it's not like my favorite Bethesda game so far, but it's 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 solid. Like, that's what he said. It's like it doesn't wow me. Yeah. So so for you to say like this is the bee's knees, this is the shit. You know, I think that's also very interesting. It's well, it definitely it sounds like he's on the more of the IGN side of the spectrum of like, yeah, it's good. It's a good game. It's not it's not Fallout 4 or, or Fallout 3, I mean, but it's solid. And I'm definitely more on the 10 out of 10 Destructoid uh, who gave it a 10 side of the spectrum, which is makes sense. That's the those are the two the highs and the lows of it right now, which if if the lowest this game get it is getting is it's good, then I'll, I'll take it, you know. Yeah, you know, I think that is actually really, a really interesting point. Now I'm thinking about it. And, and that is that um, everybody, and when I say everybody, I just mean like, I don't know, um, I guess a lot of the reviewers, people, whatever you want to call it, they're just looking at the thing and everyone's just got like a very polarizing kind of score. It's not really just one solid thing. It's just kind of yeah. here or there, or, you know, 
I think yep. that's very interesting. You don't see that very often, I think. You don't. Either way, regardless, it's taking over the video games industry, and it will until the next big game comes out, which who knows when that what that is going to be. But un- until then... It's one week from now, that's what's going to happen. This, that's how this year's been. It's like literally... Well, yeah, I, I was going to say that fucking Lies of P is coming out in fucking 12 days, so get fucking ready for that. Dude, I don't... I don't know how I feel about that one yet, man. What, I keep, I'm sure. I keep saying it, but I'm also a hater. Like I'm a yeah, hater. You're a scumbag. I am, a, I am literally a scumbag. Like everybody needs to understand that I'm a hater. I'll probably so I will play that one on launch, and I'll try to speed through it to talk about it as quick as possible with you. Um, I'm curious about another game you've been playing though, because you talked about it briefly before we started. So let me hear what's happening with Path of Exile. So, like... Let um, me hear the whole story. Start with Diablo. Start with the downfall of Diablo. That, that's where I was going to start. So, it's yeah. like, okay, so... Uh, Diablo Season 1 comes out, right? And uh, they nerf everything to the ground, and it just doesn't feel good, and it's, like, a total... It's one of those things that you know that they're doing it not for the benefit of anyone else. It's more for, like, oh, look, we can get our players to play longer if, like, every if the gameplay is slowed down kind of deal. We need to make sure that, like, they don't clear this content this fast, blah, blah, blah. So it's still suffering from the same thing that, like, Diablo suffered from initially, which was quite, quite simply, uh, lack of, lack of ending, lack of endgame content. Can't talk, guys. Um, so that, that's kind of it. So you have your power players, like, get up to, like, level 75, 80, and then just, like, there's nothing to do. There's, like, a giant hole in the game. There's nothing to do, Um, you know, and the mechanics that they added in season one, it's just you add a gem to a weapon and you do more damage. That's it. That's all it is. You know, like what fun is that? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Imagine you're playing a game that's about like powering up, getting loot, whatever, and like changing your abilities around. You would think with their first big season they would add something that like changes the core mechanic of the game something interesting unique different right um and instead you just get a gem that's it it's like they already had those in the game now they just do like a pretty color you know yeah no no mechanics no nothing like there's nothing i would say that there's it's it's not worth if you played through it once already it's really not worth dipping back in right now i I would say that like wholeheartedly so i'm still itching for a game like that like me being me i'm like man i love arpgs i kind of forgot how much i loved arpgs um and i'm like you know what i used to play path of exile let me come back to it um and i think a lot of players actually had the same exact idea Uh, and i say that because apparently um there's a graph and path of exile players have just spiked like absolutely spiked it's it's being watched on twitch everyone's playing it now um i think diablo 4 ignited that sort of like itch in everyone's brain and everyone's like just pivoted off of that game and onto where we are today with with this game um so i've been playing path of exile one uh it's super fun um it's still as complex as it as it was before have you ever seen anything about path of exile yeah there's a streaming uh video game like group that i really like and one of them is super into path of exile and i watched him play it for a tiny bit and it looks all right it's it's like so the original one's what like a few like five or ten years old right now right yeah so you know they uh they added direct x 12 to it and like i know you're not a computer gamer you, do you know about direct x at all or no yes not. they're all they're also that's nvidia right it's an it's like uh like a rendering engine yeah i think it is nvidia yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're they're sponsored by it and they all they always do like this is a DirectX supported game or some shit so yeah 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 so um with DirectX, it's it's a graphic fidelity engine so like you know you if you take a game from that's like dx11 and then you link it up one-to-one with dx12 it's just going to look better on DX12 because it's a more modern engine. You know, it's like, um, I guess it's not a, it's not a game engine. It's more like a graphics engine. Does that make sense? So like, it's yeah. like the equivalent of going, uh, 
So the game came out in 2013. So it's the equivalent Holy of going shit, 10 years. Yeah. Yep. Is the equivalent going from 2013 graphics to 2021 or 2022 graphics? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, it's a massive, massive uptick. Um, and it just looks excellent. It looks really good on DX12. I would say it looks it looks great. You know, but. Yeah, I've been having super amounts of fun. Uh, it's basically just if you play Diablo, it's like that, but like 15 times better. Um, the amount of customization and builds you can do in the game is insane. Like uh, basically, so I, I picked a duelist, right? So I get the I, I was like, oh, cool. He's a sword fighter, right? Well, I'm like, you know, what would be fun. Let me throw swords. And you know what would be even more fun than that? Let me throw swords that split off from each other and then fucking arc out in like a cone and then let's 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 on top of all that let's make it so that way i don't do any like actual damage i want to do like poison damage over time and that's my whole build is i fly around the map chucking swords at people it's fucking awesome you know um oh there's just so much possibility it's like a really really in-depth fun game and like i could talk in a circle about it forever but like I feel like it's it just doesn't do it justice. You just have to kind of go in and just try it out for yourself. It is fun. Um, if if you like that loop where it's like get right. better gear, do more damage, like that's that's kind of what I like. So is there a day on Path of Exile two yet? Do you know? Uh, I think it's next year. Um, so I watched a, a lot of videos on it, and I think you should too. Uh, even though it's not really your thing, and I know it's not your thing, um. I think you would appreciate it and maybe it might make you interested. But like the video I watched was on the Druid. So they have a Druid class coming uh, the path and they were showcasing how um, gems work. So in all right, if you remember in Diablo, do you remember getting gems and how you could put them in weapons and stuff? Uh, I remember that being an option, but they never fucking showed me how. Yep. Okay. In path. Uh, you don't get your abilities from picking your class. So it's like, I'm a duelist. I just have swords, right? I'm not like skilled in any way, shape, or form. Instead, I get my skills from the gems. So then I grab gems and I socket them in my weapons. And now my abilities come from that gem. And then there are things. So how it works is if you remember in Diablo, remember the socket slots on weapons, like that little like hole in the weapon that you could put like a gem into. Yep. Okay. Same sort of thing, different colors. And then they like link together. So if, if they're linked together, I could put one gem here, another gem to the right of it, and gem below it. And if they're all linked together, they all mesh together. They start working together. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Following me. Okay. In path two. It's the same system because it's a great system. That's how you get all these crazy wacky builds because like you get one gem and put together with another gem. Now it does crazy shit, right? Same thing, but now they add like this whole environment factor to it. So like he was showing off like he like summoned a volcano thing on the ground and he morphed into like a giant grizzly bear as a druid and would slam into the ground and when he slammed into the ground, it would interact with the volcano that he placed on the ground, causing it to spew more like rocks and lava out of it every time he would slam the ground near it. And that is like the coolest shit ever. They made it so like your skills that affect the world affect the world. and They're not static. They're dynamic with how you play as well. Like you could interact with like the environment, which causes you to output more damage and do more things. You know what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm trying to say here? Yeah, yeah, I do. There's there's always a lot of fucking uh, mechanics in ARPGs, but yeah, I, I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, that's just an interesting thing. It's not like put two things together and does this one thing. It's like, okay, I do that. They do that one thing, but now it's also interacting with how I'm fucking playing. You know, right. there's that third dynamic, you know, thing to it, which is really interesting. Um, engine looks good. It kind of looks like Diablo four. Like, would you agree? D four looks great. Like it's a great looking game. Oh yeah. D four. looks great. Yep. Yep. So it looks similar to that, like that kind of as art style. Um, it, it just looks great. It, and I'm just truthfully, I'm just very excited for it. Like, you know, I can't wait. I, that's like my TLDR is like when path of exile two comes out, I'm going to be playing it. And while path of exile one exists, I'm playing it as well. So, 
Path of Exile 2 is slated for next year. There is an open beta in June 2024. Why the fuck would you announce an open beta that far in advance is beyond me. Um, I what... think they're doing like, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. You're good. I, I think was gonna get ready to close out. So, like, what else? Yeah. What? What? Yeah. I was gonna say, I think that they're what they're doing with it is like, um, there are people that go to these events called ExileCon, and I think they're like allowing people to like basically test the game throughout the next couple of years to make sure that the engine's like built out. And like, I imagine just the game having that many systems is probably probably pretty difficult. You That's know, true. To... Diablo 4 took forever to release too, so... Yeah, there's just so many systems in Path that, like, they have to be right, otherwise it's gonna be unplayable, and I'd rather them take a longer time, get it right, than, you know... Oh! Last thing I want to say, what's really interesting, and I think this might actually be surprising to you, um, they said that they're going to basically keep supporting Path of Exile 1 indefinitely, even after PoE 2, is released mm. and i don't know exactly why but i fuck with it <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah um but yeah that's, I, that's I, all i'm I got. sure it, i'm sure it's not going to be any new content but definitely updates and patches right you know yeah stuff like that for sure like like i said like i don't know why but i fuck with it i like that energy do you to to, to close off path of exile 2 is is very far away do you have any well, what's for coming left in the year? Jesus, fuck, that was a terrible sentence. For, for everything left. that's coming up, for everything that's coming up left in the year, what do you got looking forward to? What's your big one for the year that's coming out? I've been saying it forever, man. Like, every time I say it, you're like, go, oh, yeah, it's not coming out. Like, I don't even want to say it now. Oh, no, it's not. Starcraft 2 officially got delayed to 2024. It, it got delayed? Yeah, yeah. No, I told you it wasn't good. There was no fucking way that game yeah, was coming out. There this was year. no way, but I had I had believed, you know. I yeah. like wanted to believe. Um God. I don't even know anymore. Like I don't even know what's on the horizon. The only thing I know now is like Liza P for Liza sure. P, uh what uh, what's another big one? Liza P, Alan Wake 2, uh the I, remake I never of played the first one. Never played the, the remake one, of ever. Alone in the Dark. First Alan Wake's amazing. Uh never, Mortal never Kombat one, right? You're a big Mortal Kombat guy. You know what's funny is like I don't know if I want to get MK1 now. I'm, I'm weird. I know. You're I know a piece of shit. I hate you so much. I hate you so much. I know a piece of <laughs> shit. It's like funny. It's like weird. I've been thinking about it for a minute now. I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna get it. And it's not because I hate the game or like hate the developers or anything like that. It's just like I don't know if I'm gonna like I've been really thinking about it. It's like I wanna get games where I know I'm gonna play like a trillion hours of them. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at in my life. It's like if I'm not going to play 9000 hours of your game, I don't know if I want to buy it, you know? Uh, Fair, I guess. I feel like that's a game where that could be like your go to fighting game until the next Mortal Kombat comes out. So it could be a trillion hour game. But what the it, fuck do I know? It could be. But then, like, I think about like the MTX hell that was MK, the last MK. So right. I, I don't know if I want to do that and get styled on by like someone who just swiped the credit card all day. <laughs> That's fair. Um, what else is there to coming out? Uh, we got we're wrapping up. I'm just trying to think if there was anything big. Mortal Kombat One's a big one for uh, Lords of the Fallen. I know you're very cautious on Souls that one. Aren't from. I'm more. I would say I'm more wary of that game than I am of um, Lies of P. Actually. With good reason. With good yeah. reason, I would yeah. say. Yeah. It looks good, but like that developer iffy, you know, so Yeah. What's uh what's that like quote from SpongeBob? Something smells that smelly smell, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Something that smells that smelly Some, smell for smells, sure. Yeah. Some fucking smells smelly or whatever the hell. Yeah, that definitely that. So uh November we got Robocop Rogue City coming out. I imagine that's gonna be bold and brash, but if it if it's anything other like I'm gonna say it's gonna be bold and bra brash, meaning belongs in the trash. I'm gonna say I'm that. I'm so fucking excited for it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm <laughs> saying that because lately I've been saying like this game looks like shit, or like this game yeah. is gonna probably be bad, and then it ends up being excellent. And I'm doing that for you because for, everything yeah. I've been yeah, saying. Is I appreciate your sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll take the one for the team for everybody. Imagine if that's what I get known for. It's like anything yeah. that I predict is fucking backwards. the opposite. Yeah, 
and then I guess in December we have the Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, which I know probably is not your jam. Which Avatar are we talking? About? Is it the Blue People Avatar? It's the good Avatar. It's the good Avatar. It's the Blue People. Yeah, it's the good ones. Which Blue People? Blue People with the arrow not, on the head or Blue? No, no, it's the Navi. It's not that fucking piece of shit Yang. Ang. Yang. Ang. Yang. I don't watch anime, bro. I'm not. I'm not. It's not even an anime. That was a cartoon. It's it's animated, so it's an anime. SpongeBob. That was the hottest take of the whole fucking night. Avatar is an anime. You You know what? We're gonna end on that note. Avatar is an anime, and it's not a good one. I don't know that. I fucking said it. (laughs) Yeah.